It's me, Brittany, your curly BFF. I'm here with my mom, and we're gonna spill the tea on pretty much everything. So, you're technically my aunt, biologically yeah. speaking. Yes. But I call you mom because you pretty much raised me with dad. So, what made you want to take in some bratty teenager? I kind of didn't see it that way. I've known you since you were pretty small, so you would come over uh, quite a bit when you were little. So we'd actually have you quite often. I was over there all the time. You were over there, I wouldn't say a lot, but we would get a knock on the door from your mom and she would just kind of like shove you in the door and say, I'm going to go out and someone needs to watch your grandma's at work. We would just have you there and if we needed to go somewhere we would just automatically just bring you with us it wasn't it to me it wasn't that big of a transition from having you actually come and live with us because you actually did spend quite a bit of time with us when you were younger how did that conversation go with grandma um in regards to what me moving in or was that just kind of she needs a different environment well, that was just kind of, we felt it would be good for you to try something different and um, just kind of stay with us for a little while. I think there was quite a few factors. I don't remember all of them at the moment, but there was quite a few factors that we kind of discussed that. about. Yeah, just kind of getting you in a different school, getting you in a different situation, kind of getting you out of the situation which you were forced to participate and forced to be around people who at the time were just not good role models or good fit for where you needed to be. So let's go back to the egg donor, also yes. known as my mom. What interactions did you have with her that I might not know about? Well, there's been a lot of them over the years. I think I think you're honestly aware of most of them. You're pr the ones that you wouldn't be aware about is the time that I would get the phone calls and she was screaming at me, yelling obscenities at me, calling me a bitch, telling me um, I'm trying to take you away from her. There was a lot of that that had gone on. Well, that was all on her. She's the one that made it to where I didn't want to be with her anymore, that I wanted to uh, stay with you guys. Well, it was, I was always under the impression that in order for her to get you back, and this is what I was told right out of the gate, right from the very beginning, is that she only had to do like two or three things and she could petition to get custody of you back. As far as I am aware, she never fulfilled those until you were, you know, you were in your, you know, mid to late teens. Uh, I know that one of the stipulations was she had to go back to school. I know that she had to have a place for you to live. And I know that she had to have a way to provide for you. And she never really met those criterias, to, to, as far as I am aware. I didn't know there were stipulations. I was just always under the impression that Grandma, she kept custody of me because she wanted to. From what I had heard is that she tested positive for drugs after she had had you. And the state kind of intervened, and that's how your grandma got custody. That's and, what I kind of figured. And as I well. know I know that there was certain stipulations from what I like. I said from what I was told, pretty much right out right from the beginning, that there was stipulations and that she hadn't met those, and she actually didn't meet those some of those until you were a lot older. And I think there had been enough time by that time you know, you would have been able to decide where you actually wanted to go, so it would have been a mute point anyway. I just know that I always got accused of keeping you from her, and that was never the case. I, I never said that you couldn't see her. I never right. said that you could. I never said those things. The only person that was keeping her from seeing you was her. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I honestly was at the point where I didn't want anything to do with her. I remember we were at a a family Christmas dinner and grandma had handed the phone to me and I hadn't talked to um, my egg donor in six months and grandma handed the phone and was like somebody wants to talk to you and I took the phone and on the other line was my mom after that I, I was mad with everybody in the family because they always made excuses for everybody like all the moms in the family that 
you know, they didn't have their kids anymore. They were all with their grandparents. They're, they were just always making excuses for all of the bullshit that they kept putting their kids through. And it yes. It was never their fault. I've been, um, I've been with, I've been with your uncle for 29 years. It'll be 30 years this year. And I have seen, heard some horrifying, disgusting, revolting things. Uh, a lot of child abuse, a lot of child neglect, a lot of child abandonment. And it's still going on to this day. I think it still goes on with you and your siblings. I think it still goes on with your cousins and their parental units and I also think that it's now um, gone down to the next generation I think that there is there's a lot of child abuse that's still going on and if it's not done by family members themselves it's done by their spouses mm -hmm. and unfortunately the matriarchs and the people who are in charge of this family um, ever since your great-grandmother passed away I think have really allowed it to happen. I don't think anybody's actually called anybody out on the bullshit. The latest, you know, like we've got some latest instances within the family and the only reason why one is even being talked to was because she got diagnosed with cancer. I don't think her kids would even be talking to her right now if it wasn't for that. And unfortunate as it is and as awful as it's been for everybody, I just... I don't see anything really changing because nobody's actually saying what needs to be said. I mean, she abandoned her children for a drug addict. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sorry that she got diagnosed with cancer. I 100% understand how that feels. It's happened to me three times. But if your kids are only talking to you because they think you're dying... That still doesn't make you a good parent. No, definitely not. And I've heard stories from the kids when they were growing up, and I got to watch them have to struggle and made to feel like it was their fault for no reason. I've never heard anybody ever say anything negative or, you know, I, I like you said, you know, all you ever hear is excuses. No different than with your mom. Right. You know, making excuses one right after another, and your grandma making excuses one right after another. And unfortunately, it just continues to go. Absolutely. My yeah. grandma's, my grandma's sister always making excuses for my mom. That's part of the reason I kind of distanced myself from a lot of the family, because everyone was like, you know, she's still your mom, and I hate that comment. I don't care if she was my mom or not. She treated me like shit. And she should be treated the way that she treated me. Well, That's all there is to it. I'm I, not going to give her respect or anything when she does not do the same for any of her children at all. That's just kind of, that's where it is. She doesn't respect herself. She doesn't respect her children. The only person that can change anything about it is herself. And she refuses to. And the family continues to make excuses for her, so... There's no point in even trying. And unfortunately, I watched a lot of that happen... Meanwhile, the kids got completely screwed. Mm -hmm. Like you, your siblings, um, your cousins, they just got screwed. I mean, I, I can't think of a worse thing to happen to a kid than having, you know, having your parents or your mom especially abandon you or both parents abandon you in your cousin's cases and then just excuses get made for it. I just, I can't fathom being a child and having that done to me. I just, it was, it was awful for me to watch. And I did speak out and I did say things and I just got the norm that everybody gets when they say anything bad and just excuses get made. And unfortunately, yeah. like I said, it's still going on today. It's a never ending cycle story, generational Abuse. Yeah. It's child abuse. We got to break the, the cycle somehow. And thankfully, I had you and dad to kind of show me, you know, what parents are supposed to be like. If I didn't have that, then I'd just have grandma, which I love grandma to death. But at the end of the day, she enabled all of that. But I am very thankful that she took me in and did what she could at the time to make sure that I was mostly okay but there's still a lot that needs to be addressed and worked through but I don't think it will ever be addressed or worked through until it's too late or even never well I got to watch 
you know, her struggle, you know, and trying to raise you. And then, you know, she's still raising your mom, mm-hmm. basically, and dealing with her, with her shenanigans. I, it, I just can't believe some of the stuff that I've witnessed and I've heard over the years. It's, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. And I don't, we've carried that trauma to, like you said, the next generation. And thankfully, my siblings and I, we haven't had children yet. We're still trying to work through all that trauma. I'm not so sure so much about my brother, but I know my sister. She's been going to therapy as well. It's just gonna take some time and hopefully we don't fuck up our own kids one day. Well, you, you've all had, it's really weird. It's like you've, it's like you've all had like your different sets of it in different ways, but it's still abuse, neglect, and abandonment. Um, you know, she spent more time with your siblings than she did with you, which I never felt that that was exactly right. But at the same time, you couldn't trust her to take care of you, to take care of you either, because she obviously couldn't take care of the other ones very well. And we had your brother for about four months, and, um, we had to send him back because we had no legal reason to keep him. So we send him back, and I would, I want to say, it must have been like three weeks later, I get a phone call from your mom, and the first words out of her mouth, and I'll never forget this, she says, what did you do to my son? And I, I asked her, I says, what did, what did I do? And she goes, well, when I left him, he was one way, and when he came back, he was a completely different kid. And I asked her, I says, well, what is it that you're talking about? Because I was so confused in my mind as to what, like, how was he different? How was he so different? And she says, well, he comes home, he does his homework. You know, he doesn't argue. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't yell at me. And she's like, there's this laundry list of how he was different. And I said, well, I really don't understand what you're talking about. I said, the only thing that we ever did with him was he would come home from school. I would set him down. He was working on his homework while I was cooking dinner. And if I had to stop, I would stop and help him. I said he had a routine, he had a a schedule, and he had structure. And if he messed up, we had a punishment um, that seemed to work fantastic. And all we ever did was tell the kid to go out and pick up sticks out of the yard. And unfortunately (laughs) for him, we had two giant maple trees that dropped sticks Mm -hmm. every day. So um, there, there wasn't, you know, we didn't lay a hand on him. You know, after a couple months of, you know, us working with him and stuff, he seemed happier and he seemed to be doing better. And, you know, um, we did ask him if he wanted to stay and he said, no, I want to go back to my mom. And, you know, that was the end of the conversation. Right. So, you know, like I said, we had no legal reason to keep him. There was no way for us to do so, but I did hate to send him back because I was afraid of what was going to happen because mm-hmm. of, and how bad he was and how we ended up with him was he was supposed to stay with your aunt. He was supposed to mm-hmm. stay there. And she he was having so many behavioral issues. And your grandma couldn't handle him. And your mom had already left the state. Yeah. So we were the only ones in the family that were able to take him in. That sounds about right. So kinda. we we stepped up and stepped in uh, and did the best that we could. But Kind of the same with my sister. I didn't want her to go back when I had temporary custody of her because I knew it was going to be bad. We fought with CPS and got temporary custody of her um, from my mom who had kicked her in the face and did some other horrible stuff that I won't mention. Um, And so I I fought for her and I had the paperwork. I was going to fill out the adoption paperwork, but her dad... um, thought that we were going to go after him for child support and that was the only reason he came to take her and we had no legal stance because Mm -hmm. cps they were only trying to keep her away from our mom not her dad they had no case against her dad so he was allowed to take her and after that she hated me we fought because our mom told her things her dad told her things and i was just the enemy for a really long time until she finally realized that it wasn't me, it was her parents, our mom, that was causing all of the 
the problems between us and everything. Of course, our family caused issues as well, but... Because they couldn't stay out of it. Exactly. Nobody can stay out of it. They just like to make it worse and add to it. Now I know why you uh, kept your distance from the family for so long. Yeah, because I was losing my ever-loving mind. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. It should not be that toxic. You should be able to have a conversation with someone and work it out, move on, and come up with a resolution. But with this family, that is impossible. Well, Absolutely impossible. Well, it's never going to happen. It's no. because the people who should be speaking up, should be saying something, should be actually advocating for the kids that are getting abused and neglected, really don't. No. Just kind of get swept under the rug. I remember having a conversation with Grandma right around the time you were re you were diagnosed again with cancer. And I told her, I was like, you owe my mom a huge apology for all the shit that you guys put her through. And then I sat there and told her everything that my egg donor had done to us kids. And she didn't know half of it because we got to the point we weren't telling anybody anymore because what was the point? They just right. believed for everybody else. Right. And I watched that and yeah. it's been just a never-ending never-ending cycle of crazy. I could probably write a whole book just on the family and what my um, egg donor has done to a sibling and have like an encyclopedia of just everything. Be like 10,000 pages long. (laughs) Well what's... (laughs) 32 years. Well what's really sad too is if you think about there's a lot of family members that you know are decent and mm-hmm. and do you know lead good lives and they are good role models and you're good Absolutely. parents and stuff and unfortunately the only they just get overshadowed yep. and that's been happening the entire time i think is they've just been all overshadowed yep. by just this select group of shitheads mm-hmm. that um nobody wants to confront or say anything against right and i think that's sad too Absolutely. Because they're just drowned out by the nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, the the dr- the drug abuse, that's another big thing that I've seen in the family, is the family has a huge drug abuse problem. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of family members who are drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And that never gets resolved either. No. Not at all. It just gets worse. None of us kids ever felt good enough. We never feel good enough. But yet our moms can do all this messed up shit, and they're still the favorite. Well, how could you feel good enough? You you weren't given the opportunity to do that. I mean, you got to stop and think about everything that had happened. You know, you were, you had to have been taken away from your mom, like, the day that you were born. Mm-hmm. And she never bothered to give a shit enough to tr- really try to give you back. Right, because you know? grandma had it. Because grandma, yeah. Yeah. So that happened, you know, and then she gets married, and then she has your brother, Mm -hmm. and then she divorces him, and then she marries his best friend, the best man at her first wedding. Right, and then has my sister. And then she has your sister, which that just, that whole was like the hillbilly hell (laughs) of... Like, that is the most like, you, redneck, you, hillbilly you bullshit. Like, we, yeah, like, I don't have to make it up. It actually happened. I watched it. I was at the one wedding. And, um... Uh, yeah, I was only at the one. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember that happening. And, um... You Honestly, know, I feel like my cousins got the worst, the worst of it. They did, actually. I yeah. think so, too. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, you... And dad, I probably would have been a lot worse off and had more trauma, just like my sister. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think my cousins so too. got the worst of it and it it sucks. And now, like, they're none of them are talking. Thankfully, like my sister and I figured it out. So we're we're the only ones that know and understand what we went through. So for them to not be talking or have one another like, I'm not even talking to them, but for, basically for any of us to not be talking, it's kind of shitty. Like, it shouldn't be that complicated. Well, but. I, I kind of have to wonder, too, and I've kind of watched this, and I I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking weird, 
but I actually watched, <laughs> I already, I actually watched the sisters, like, pit the kids against each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I watched that happen, too. Um, yeah, I remember my great aunt who passed away, right before she passed away, she called to tell me, because my whole life she was always like, you're going to end up just like your mom. That's, that's how it's going to be. And so I did everything in my power my entire life to not end up like her. Like, I did not want to get pregnant as a teenager. I did not want to do any of that. And then my great aunt called right around before she passed away and was like, I only did that to kind of push you. I didn't want you to end up like your mom. It was tough love. She's like, I went about it the wrong way, but I'm still sort of kind of glad that I did because you didn't end up like your mom. And I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not the way to go about it, but it's still kind of lit a fire under me, and I did not end up pregnant as a teenager. Right. So. Well, I just... <clears throat> they just, they don't know how to handle situations very well. Well, I would just watch one pit one's kid against, or compare oh, against yeah. another kid. Oh, yeah. And that happened a lot, I think, within the family. Yeah, the one, my one cousin that I'm super close in age to... We were pitted against each other from day one. We were in a freaking beauty pageant together. We both won, but it was still a competition. Like, and that's just how it's been our whole lives. Yes. And I watched that too. And I thought, you know, maybe we were finally going to smooth things out and work it out. But no, absolutely not. It's just, there's got to be a point in time where you're like, you know what? Enough is enough. We obviously cannot figure this out, so I'm just going to be done. I'm going to remove myself from the situation and not have a relationship with you. Because at the end of the day, it's my mental health over everything that you're going through. Well, when you guys were kind of forced, too, there was a lot of, you know, you guys were... I know that you were. I, I watched a lot of that, but I know that you were kind of forced to... To be in situations with family members that actually weren't good for you mm-hmm. at that time. And then, of course, you have everybody piping in and, you know, giving their two cents when it was really none of their business how things yep. were going to go down. And not everybody, I think, understood. I, I Maybe it's hard if you're in that situation, but for me, outside looking in, it was completely different for me. I got to see kind of everything. Right. I got to see it from all different angles, from at different angles and different aspects. And, you know, I kind of put myself in a position in which, you know, I'd have to speak up and I'd have to say things that weren't popular at the time, but... They're still not popular. They're still not popular. <laughs> they never will be popular. No. I will never be popular with the family, and that I'm okay with that. That's okay. I've always been all right with that. And that's why we're here. That I do remember in high school, I was so mad at you and Dad because this is another example. I don't think you guys did it intentionally, but another example of, you know, pitting my cousins and I against each other because the one cousin, she, she was like a straight-A student, Everybody loved her. They Everybody just thought I was going to end up like my mom, but everybody loved her. And um, it was told that if she made valedictorian, that you guys would buy her a car. But that option was never offered to me because I wasn't good enough to be valedictorian at that point. I don't remember that. <laughs> that was a dad thing. Oh, I didn't. See, I wasn't see even dad was in on the pitting against each other of... See, I don't remember... Yeah. Was, I would have never agreed to that. That's a terrible agreement, but... <laughs> I would have never agreed to that. But I graduated without a kid. I do have a theory, though, because everybody in the entire family had kids before they turned 20. Yeah. Even Dad. Yeah. Jeffrey, Ashley, and I, we might never have kids because of the Collins family curse. <laughs> if you're not 20 by the time you pop out a kid you're yeah. never going to you will never have a kid ever never that would be kind of funny yeah i'd be like really this is this is the curse this curse sucks <laughs> I, i've just been watching this for so long i mean and it, i always think to my it myself like they're just not going to ever be able to top this thing that happened and then they always do yeah like, they never disappoint. Like, if you want to watch a redneck reality show 
yeah. with the most twisted plot, the dumbest characters, <laughs> the most mom. ridiculous, <laughs> not you, the most ridiculous situations, you know, just alone within the family. But what I've enjoyed too is watching them with their spouses. Oh my gosh. Like that is a whole nother level of screwed up and messed up. And I don't know what rocks some of these people came from. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure that's where they found them. In some sleazy bar or underneath <laughs> some rock down by the river. I'm just saying. I we're don't, all. We're all in this group. Like, I don't know. Even me. I'm I'm in this group too because I have some stories about my exes. Well, you know, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Like we all have our, 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 our exes. We all have our, you know, we all have a past. We mm-hmm. all have our mistakes that we made. And that's not my problem. My problem is if you make a mistake, fine, whatever. Learn from Lump it. For, learn from it and then for God's sakes, move on right. and do better. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. But that's not the family's problem. No. They can't do that. <laughs> like you exchange one shithead for another yeah. shithead. And sometimes it's even worse. Yeah. And, <laughs> and here's my other thing too. And this is for everybody out there. If you fit the stereotype, don't blame anybody else. That's on you. That's your fault. So if you mow the lawn and find a car. <laughs> but yeah, there's been some some interesting family dynamics that, we'll, we'll you know, have to like, get into those. like spouses hooking up with exes. I have so many stories. I could write a book at this you point. You <laughs> actually might want to think about it and you need to make it into like a comedy. Yes. Because it would actually... A dramedy. Pretty... Yes. A drama and comedy. Yeah, a dramedy. Exactly. It'd be great. I just, I don't even know where to begin. Half of this stuff, I'm so traumatized, I forgot. Like, my best friend will come in and tell me things and I'll be like, I don't remember that at all. She's like, well, I do. I'm like, well, if you remember, it must have happened because you are not traumatized. I'm like, your parents love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Your, your, your parents are pretty awesome. Yeah, I uh, I watched some pretty messed up stuff. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some pretty yeah. And some I, pretty I probably saw up. some stuff that you didn't even know about. Oh, there's lots of stuff I'm sure yeah. I don't know about because I've distanced myself kind of for so long that... Yeah. I finally, I think after 18 years of watching it, I kind of gave up. I think I, yeah, you're like, I, yeah, I, I just, I was like, this. peace out. I'm, you can continue to do your messed up shit over here and I'm going to yep. go somewhere else. And then I kind of did the same thing. I got married and distanced myself and was like, this is what, you know, my parents did and I understand it now. And then separated from my husband, got sucked back in to the family drama now i'm finally like decided enough is enough with everybody i don't care if you're my family or not if you're gonna disrespect me and be an asshole there's no point for you to be in my life i'm a pretty nice person for the most part i've made some fucked up decisions and we all kind do. of a shithead but we all do that's that's, that's not anything day, out of the norm i'm too forgiving and that's my biggest issue i think with the family i'm just like eh it's fine. We'll be fine. And then a couple months later, same shit happens. And this time I was just like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, I can't keep doing this shit. It's the same. It's basically me doing the same thing, forgiving everybody, expecting different results. Because nobody's healing. We're all just lying in this trauma. Right. And fucking everybody up as we go. Right. And now I think in, in some instances they're doing it to their own kids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so now you I don't have... think quite to the extent that our moms did, obviously. But I mean there's still there's still some trauma, most definitely, that everybody needs to work through and not pass down for generations, but everyone's gonna, you know, do things the way that they're gonna do them and that's none of my business. Right. I just hate to see it. Just knowing yeah. what I've seen and what I've been around. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I hate to see it. I hate it, too. Like, I want my cousins to be healed and happy and thriving. But they have to want that for themselves, too. Because there could be a point where we all hang out. Like, my actual 
first cousins, we're totally chill every time we hang out. Like, there are no issues with us at all. Like, there's no fighting, no arguing, nothing. No. Why would there be? Yeah. You don't need to. No. We're adults. We don't need to fight and argue. When I'm with them, it's just constant laughter and shenanigans. Well, and I was... And that's how it should be. Well, I was kind of hoping, too, that, you know, like, as, as you guys became adults, you know, your relationship would actually be better because you weren't going to have, you know, the ants, uh, you right. know, throwing their two cents in and making you guys, you know, you kids need to behave and get along, you know, <laughs> nobody was, nobody's standing there saying that to you anymore, yeah. and so hopefully you guys could have a relationship, but... They're still saying that. <laughs> that's still a thing that's yeah you're all like in your you know late 30s. 20s and early 30s and yeah. that's a little y'all just need to get along no that's no in and okay so when saying that when they were four yeah that didn't work very well either yeah. so apparently it's still not going to work that yeah. yeah we'll just keep saying it and hopefully somebody will listen yeah you know, you just need to get along. No, we just need to grow up. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, at, at some point, we all just need to grow up. I'm still pretty pretty confident in my decision of distancing myself from the entire family. It's just too much. Well, I can tell you I didn't regret it. Obviously. I kind of <laughs> I kind of had to go, whoosh. please do not do not pass go (laughs) please just just leave me alone i'm i'm like i thought i made the right decision moving into a house and not telling anybody not even the egg donor where i lived and nobody could find me and i was like yes this is great and then my sister told her where we lived and i was like no everybody knows now like i just wanted to have a place where no one could find me (sighs) yeah that didn't work out very well man there's a lot there is a lot. I don't think we have enough time to get into all of it, though. There is a lot of stuff that happened, you know, there like is. when you guys were little and... Yep, and hopefully, eventually, we'll figure it out, but I don't think right now we will. Everything's too fresh. There's been a lot of drama lately. Yes. Unfortunately. And nobody knows how to communicate and be adults about anything. So we're just going to make it a thousand times worse and a million percent. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No. I mean, the the latest, you know, the latest family drama, drama that had happened, you yeah. know, unfortunately. And honestly, like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I wasn't there. Um... They're going to have, that's between those two, they're going to have to figure out how to work that out. Nobody's going to, you know, say, hey, are you guys going to knock your shit off or are we going to continue this bullshit? And that's the problem. No yeah. one's ever said that within no. the family. Are we, are we done? Because I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm freaking done. That's why I don't, I don't talk to any of them. Because that right there, that example right there, it didn't need to happen. Like, there was no excuse for it. Exactly. It's gone so far that now lawyers and, you know, cops are involved. Like, that's, that's how ridiculous this has all, this whole situation has gotten. Like, instead of just saying, hey, we don't get along, maybe we shouldn't talk for a while. No, we're just going to continue to make this worse and worse and worse until siblings can't even, like, talk to each other. Well, yeah. Well, and it should start with the siblings. Yeah. And the spouses need to man up, back out, and let the sisters yeah handle what they need to handle. Absolutely. But no, apparently, mm-hmm. you know that that's that's an issue too, and that's why I said, you know, earlier, you know, don't don't pick your husband or your spouse or your baby daddy or whatever the hell he is. You know, don't pick him out of a bar and don't pick him from underneath a rock at the river. Right. You know, why? So everything that your mother did and everything that her, that your dad did and everything that your mom's boyfriends have ever done to you. Right. Whatever hardship or whatever pain that they put you through, well, now you're doing it to your kids. And not only are you doing it to your kids, but now you're putting your sister's kids in jeopardy right exactly it's just this disgusting white trash redneck bullshit 
that you people keep doing and the whole entire time is nobody is addressing what you're putting your kids through right and for people who were put through hell because i know those kids were put through hell Mm -hmm. i watched what was done to all of you Mm -hmm. and what was said to all of you and how you were all treated you were all you you weren't treated well so now you're just going to do it again yeah you're just going to continue you're just going to continue to do what was done to you but but on a worse scenario right like, to me, that's just disgusting. I've already watched yeah. this for 29 years. Like, do we need to continue doing this? Or are these, and I'm going to call you children because that's what you are. You know, are you children finally going to pick it up, pick up your mess and clean it up and make sure that your children are being taken care of? Because obviously you're not. Right. You know, and I feel awful for the one where her kid was put in that position. I, I can't even imagine having that done like right. I can't imagine being in that scenario that right. would be horrifying like that that could have gone so bad so fast and it did just not in the same way that it could have gone right like it it still got really bad for no reason but here we are just continuing the cycle and now we're just treating each other like shit instead of supporting one another Exactly. You guys should be more close-knit than you are. I mean, just because of everything that's happened to all of you. You know, I mean, you guys, I I think that if you guys were to actually be able to sit down and talk and have conversations and go through together some of the things that you've all experienced, that might actually be like the best therapy in the world because you know that you're not alone. It's not just you and your siblings, but it was... You know, it was just everybody in the family. You know, that would be so helpful to all of you. But for some strange, fucked up reason, like, nobody can actually do that. And that's sad. I mean, I just don't understand why there was so much trauma put on so many children for no reason. And nobody's willing to to discuss it. Nobody talks about it. Right. You know, and... In order for any of you to really move forward, you guys have a lot of experiences and a lot of stories that you guys could share with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sad. Yes, the whole thing between all the cousins of just, I don't know, we just never got along. Well, you guys never got along because you guys were always pitted against each other. And now it's the same thing. It is. It It's not changing. Like, I have, I've removed myself from the situation because I can't be a part of it anymore. Like, that's exhausting. Does It's exhausting. It is. Like, the fight that I had with my sister to the point where we were screaming at each other on the phone, after that, I was like, I can't do it anymore. And so I, like, completely stopped talking to her. And it took a really long time for us to get to where we are now. We've got matching tattoos to be like, we are never doing that again. Well. Like, no matter what happens. Well, again, you were pitted against each other. Your mom was telling you one thing, was telling your brother one thing, and was telling your sister something completely different. Mm -hmm. So that at any point in time, she would have somebody to run to if she needed it. So everything was always for her own benefit, and that's how she's always been. Right. She's Mm -hmm. always been that way. That is, she will never change. No. No, and I, we, we realize that, and that's why we don't really have anything to do with her. Like, she's the reason we don't talk to to her. It, It's nobody else. Nobody said, oh, you know, don't talk to your mom. She's crazy. No, it was she's caused an issue in the relationship with my sister, which the relationship with my siblings is the most important relationship to me compared to anybody. That's uh, the most important are my siblings, and that's how I've always felt. Right. And that's why I took custody of Ashley. That's why I constantly try to check on Jeffrey. At the end of the day, you know, we we finally figured it out. My sister and I, at least. And hopefully it stays that way. Because I can't mentally, like, handle not talking to my sister. Like, that's not fun for me. I don't like not talking to my cousins. But... I also can't be in the situation that they're causing for each other right now because that is ridiculous. Well, it's it's been a little bit different for me, too, because um, I had, you know, the adult-kid relationship with everybody. Mm-hmm. 
And I always look forward to, as you guys grew up, I always look forward to and always have, you know, oh, I can have an adult relationship with them when they're adults. Like, that was, like, that was always, like, my dream. You know, I I couldn't really have the best relationships with all of them. Right. Um, But I thought, oh, maybe when they're adults. Right. Like, we'll get this figured out, you know. And And I've always really looked forward to that. And I've always really wanted that. And, you know, um, like, a good example, like, uh, your mom, (laughs) this is, like, one of the funniest things ever. Uh, Your mom had called me, and she said, well, you're trying to keep me away from Brittany. And I'm like, bitch, you keep moving across the continental (laughs) United States. Like, we've, so you're looking at, you know, 15 miles of a distance mm-hmm. is um, the at that time. Uh, that's the only place that we had really moved. Right. But that was still to me one of the funniest conversations because she was accusing me of, well, you just keep trying to take Brittany away, and I'm like, I didn't take her anywhere. <laughs> like I, I didn't. Like she's within 15 miles of of us of of us <laughs> this entire time. She hasn't moved. <laughs> and while you, on the other hand, uh, let me count the number of states you've moved to. So crazy. And then we find, you know, my, my birth father, what, last year? Yeah, that was funny. And his name is the same as my brother's name. Super weird. And my sister's dad's name, same. Apparently my mom has a type Oh, and there was a cut, an uncle, too. Oh, yes, an uncle, who supposedly my brother was named after. Yeah, and then you found out you have another sibling. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry, you have three more siblings that you didn't oh, know about. yes, three more siblings. Two half-sisters and a half-brother. Um, my brother is amazing. He lives two states away. And I have twin nephews. So, even though my biological parents are complete douchebags... Um, (laughs) at least they gave me siblings, and they're all pretty cool. Except for, I don't know my half-sisters on my dad's side, because he's not allowing them to know that we exist. Which is okay, because they're in... They're in high school. They're in high school, I understand. That would be weird, finding you have a whole 32-year-old sister. God, that that makes me sound old. And And a 31-year-old brother. brother. Yep. Well... I'm sure Dylan Dylan will be like, I'm not 30 yet. We're 31 yet. I'm still 30. Shut up. It'll be 31 in August. <laughs> See, I thought that was pretty cool that at least you found yeah. you, that you have actually more half-siblings out there that you didn't. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm glad that you got to know, you know, like you, and you he, got to meet He him. wasn't traumatized. He had a pretty cool mom. Yeah, he did. And a pretty cool stepdad. So... And awesome siblings who are, like, super excited that we found each other. Yeah. Which, that's cool, too. Yeah. Most definitely. My my sister, on the other hand, is, you're not allowed to have other siblings. It's just me. And I don't blame her because we are very, like, possessive because we know what we've gone through. But it's still pretty funny. I know. And I was kind of <laughs> amazed when um, when Ashley had said, I want to come up and see you. And get to meet you and get to know you. Mm-hmm. You know, both you and um, you and my uncle. And um, I told her flat out, I said, well, I'm kind of shocked because God only knows what you heard growing up. You know right. what I mean? There's, there's really, I mean, oh, yeah. there's really no way for her to actually, to really know us. Right. Because she was so little, you right. know, and she, you she know, we didn't. She was just two when she was here. Yeah, we didn't, you know, get to spend any time with her or anything. Like, I wasn't really around her. She was here a couple of times when I remember that day. So she was here for that Christmas. Yeah, that Christmas. That was a fight to get her to come here because her, our mom was very not having it. She did not want Ashley to come over here. Of course not. Our mom was going to come to that Christmas. She was going to come to that Christmas, but she fucked up Christmas Eve while, um... (laughs) My sister and I were out Christmas shopping. Yes. She tagged along. We didn't want her there. She tagged along and we're like, okay, we're going to go do sister shopping and you go do whatever. So then we get a phone call from her phone and we just keep ignoring it because we're having fun. We're hanging out. And then finally we answer it 
and I answered it pretty rudely, but turns out it was the loss prevention calling us to come get our mother because she had just shoplifted. Yes, I remember that. And she was all set to come to family Christmas, but she fucked up and you and dad were like, no. (laughs) she's not coming to the house. She obviously has not learned from her mistakes. (laughs) And so then it was a whole thing. She wasn't going to let Ashley come. And Ashley and I both went off on her and she finally changed her mind and she got to come to Christmas. And that was, I think, probably the last time you guys saw Ashley before before she left. Well, what you don't know, I don't think I ever told you this, (laughs) but I told her on the phone before she came back here, I said, this is your last shot. I was like, if you screw this up, I'm done with you. I will never talk to you again. I will never have anything to do with you again. You will not be welcome in my home. This is your last chance. If you screw this up, we're done. She did that, and we were Mm -hmm. like, nope, she's not coming over. And then when you worked at the winery here in town, Mm -hmm. uh, it was Mother's Day, and she shows up in a creepy stalker van with her boyfriend. I remember that. And she... Uh, knocked on the door and said that she wanted to talk to your uncle because she wanted to borrow money, and I told her to, she needed to leave. So that was the last time I had seen her. I think the last time your uncle had seen her was he was walking downtown, and he saw her all methed out, and she probably doesn't even remember that interaction, but he came home and he told me. He said, I'm never going to see my sister again. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. But And the, the shitty thing about that is they were super close growing up. Oh, very close. And she just completely destroyed that relationship. He defended her, he stuck up for her, he took care of her. He was very close to her, but yeah, she got into drugs and started doing what she was doing and he couldn't have any part of it. And like I said, that's the sad part about this is there was family members that are good and successful in life and, you know, don't screw over anybody and unfortunately they get overshadowed by the shitheads. Yep. Never ending story. That are still around today. I don't know how. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, how are you still alive? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know either. Considering. (laughs) After everything, like, you you can only dabble in chemically altered drugs so many times before you're just like, you're just done. (laughs) Like, I don't even like to get out of bed after an edible. (laughs) Because I'm so paranoid that I'm going to trip and fall and hurt myself more. Yeah. Well, and I can, like, um, like when I was going through chemotherapy and you get chemo brain, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's things I don't remember. Like, um, a good example is uh, uh, my husband was scrolling through movies and he was like, oh, remember when we watched this movie? And I'm like, nope. Like, I don't remember shit. There are days I don't remember driving to work. Like, I would get to work and then not remember how I got to work. And I would have to go outside, look at the car, <laughs> and go, like, that's how I got to work. So that's how I got here. <laughs> yeah, like, because chemo messes you up. Um, but I don't remember stuff. I would go outside, okay, that's my car, that's how I got here. And then I would walk in the building, go upstairs, and try not to cry because I was so frustrated (laughs) because I couldn't remember things. And it's a horrifying feeling, and I can't fathom why you would intentionally want to do that. Why why would you choose to do that? Why, yeah. And, I mean, on my egg donor side, like, she went through several traumatic experiences from what I've been told. I don't know if they're factual or not. You know, there's the getting assaulted by the entire football team. That's part of the reason she didn't know who my dad was. Or being assaulted by my grandma's second husband. What is that? Step-grandpa? Step-grandpa. But I do feel like there were traumatic events in her life that... I think so, too. ...caused her to turn to drugs and cope the way that she coped. I feel bad most days, but at the same time, it's like you make that choice. Like you choose to continue down this path and you choose to continue to, you know, traumatize your children and yeah, it's be a an asshole to your children. Yeah. And like I've 
tried to, you know, be there for her. Like, I understand addiction is complicated. You know, some people see it as a mental illness. Some people see it as a choice. At the end of the day, I have to choose what's best for me. Yes. If she's going to continue to do this, and I mean, she's been getting help for, what, four years now? And she still goes back and relapses? I mean... It's a choice. Yeah. It's not... And two, I mean, I know that she's... Or I would imagine that there is counseling... Mm-hmm. You know, in those facilities. They do have counselors. They do have people that can help you and stuff. And these are people who were trained and obviously they do have some background in it. Some of the people that do that actually did have drug addictions and alcohol addictions. And so, you know, they have firsthand knowledge. I don't know who would be a better counselor than somebody who's actually gone through that. Right. But it's a choice. And it's a choice that she's always made. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she'll always continue to make no matter what. Right. And she likes to, to blame the fact that the, the children don't talk to her as to why she continues down this path. But we don't talk to you because you continue down the path. Well, how many people you're going to blame? First it's your right. mom, first yep. it's your dad, then it's your stepdad. Yep. And it's your then brother. It's, yeah. And then it's your, your exes. Yep. And then it's you know. your brother's wife. Yeah. Then it's your oldest kid. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And I love the whole, you know... <laughs> Well, I don't love what she says to you, but I just, I can't help but find it fascinating that, you know, you're going to sit there and tell your kids, oh, hey, you know, it's your fault, mm-hmm. and um, I would be better if you would just forgive me, or the whole, yeah. um, what was the latest thing, the whole... Uh, you should be thanking me that I wasn't a part of your childhood. Yeah, you should be thanking me. Yeah. Um, it's just like one thing after another. Oh, yeah. It's always been one thing after another. Always will be one thing after another. After I first started seeing the ex-husband, I changed my number so many times because of her. I know. If grandma didn't give her my number, somebody else gave her my number, and then I'd have to change it because she would get on these tangents where she would just call and scream at me mm-hmm. and tell me, you know, I hope you die. I just want you to die. Like, I hate you. Like, just all these horrible, horrible things. And then I would change my number and everybody would be like, you know, why do you keep changing your number? I'm like, somebody keeps giving it to my egg donor. Like, I cannot mentally handle her. But sometimes, like, I would give her the new number just because I wanted to make sure that my siblings were okay. Correct. I remember that. It was a lose-lose situation for me at all times, but just making sure that they were okay was the biggest thing and that they would could always contact me whenever they needed to. <sighs> yeah. But no, it, they still were traumatized and abused and manipulated and now they have to heal from it. And for a while they blamed me because I got out, but... You didn't get out. No. You were actually... It was like borderline abandonment because she always said, well, I want to get Brittany back. No one wants me to have her back. It's everybody's fault that I'm not getting her back and... Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, the whole calling and screaming thing, she would do that to me oh, yeah. all the time. And then if I said anything to either your grandma or the aunts, that was just like, well, she's having a really hard time. And there yeah. was a lot of excuses made yeah. for lots of excuses. They really would, shitty behaviors. They would blame, you know, the spouse, which I'm sure her husbands were not very nice. But Well, Jeffrey's dad, I grew up with him and I grew up witnessing his family and their dynamic and he didn't have it really good either that was a really like I I watched him get hit by his mom's boyfriends and you know there was there was four boys in the family and then there was the sister and that's how I knew them was um she was a great she was a year older than me but I started hanging out with her when I was like five or six years old there was some some really nice things about that family but their mom was just, she would always pick her boyfriends over her kids. That sounds and familiar. so he, he did not have it good growing up either. And that was... And that just stems back to the trauma. That just, yeah, he was traumatized growing up. I didn't know, I didn't know your stepdad that well. <laughs> um, I've only been around him, I think, maybe three times. At the most, five. And we never had a conversation really with each other. Well, your mom can pick him. Yeah. Again, going Again. down to the river, yeah. looking underneath. Hey, I like... I like the slug underneath that rock. Yeah, I think I'm going to take it and marry it. Yep. And then, you know, I did the same thing. I was like, cool. Well, now you know. Now we know. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. My therapist was like, you know, it sounds like you're just following the pattern of your mom. 
with men. And I was like, wow, I don't know why I pay you because that was too much on this first discussion that we've ever had together. Boy, just right out of the chute, <laughs> she's just like, wham. I'm like, I did not come here to be attacked, ma'am. How dare you? Well, you know, but I mean, it's a hard thing to hear, but I yes. don't doubt it because of how 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 it was growing up for right. you. I mean, you're in a issues. very... Well, you're in a toxic family, Mm -hmm. like an extremely toxic family. That's what the therapist said, too. She was like, I told her, you know, what's going on with the cousins and everything, and she's like, um, it sounds like you're surrounded by toxic people, and I was like, um, you're probably right. (laughs) You got this, like, extremely toxic family that you can't have an actual productive, meaningful... You can't have a relationship with any of them. No. Because it doesn't work. No. So that's why I was like, thank God. I've been blessed with a half-brother who actually likes me. Don't know why, but... He's, he's going to hear this podcast and be like, oh my God, what have I gotten into? It's not too late to get a refund for your 23andMe Ancestry DNA. <laughs> I'm like, it is not too late to we return can re- that. This, this can be a do-over. Yeah. I'm like, if you want to trade me in for a different sibling, you have two in, in like another to- state. <laughs> like, I totally get it. I get it. I tried to tell you. I tried to warn you. Like, you thought you won the sibling lottery. Nope. You got me. <laughs> Well, I think, too, the only reason that you really got the super sarcastic personality and sense of humor that you have is because of me and your uncle. Yes, and emotional damage. That plays a lot into it. I think that's where Dad got his dark humor was trauma. I'm like, this is how we deal with things. It's just, well, it's the sarcastic dark yes. dark humor. Sarcastic dark humor. They say that is the way to um, deal with your trauma when you don't know how to communicate your feelings. You just... Like, Cool, because my dad and I are the same. We are similar. You guys can all (laughs) relate on that. I don't know who traumatized, you know, Matthew, though, because what the hell? I think that's just genetic. (laughs) We make clones here. Yeah, I was like, I bet that sucked for your mom. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I was like, (laughs) it was like, I had to have sucked for her. (laughs) I was telling Aunt Laurel the other day, I was like, you know what? When I go to my cousin's wedding, I'm going to go to his mom and be like, how? How did you not kill him? <laughs> He's just like his dad. Yeah, because if it was me, I would have seen him and be like, oh no, you did not stay in my womb for nine months to come out exactly like your father. Exactly. No. Yeah, and they no. finish each other's sentences. And... Yes. I know. Like, just prime example, I sent the date on the whiteboard to Matt. And he said exactly the same thing as the reason why Dad put the date on the whiteboard. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, you didn't even grow up with him. I We made clones. Again, well, well, we make clones in the Collins family. We do not make children. They are clones. Well, I was going through the pictures. You know, I had this huge envelope full of pictures. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through them and, and whatnot. And there was pictures... And there, I don't, I don't remember. And I found a picture of your uncle when he was in his mid-twenties. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and I, I sent a picture to a good friend of ours of him. And he was like, oh my God, he looks just like, his son looks just like that's spot on. You know, and even Matt is like, damn. <laughs> Matt's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, even when your kid's like, holy shit, I look just like you at that age. Yeah. So it's kind of a. No. Actually, the only fe- facial features that are different is his nose and his chin. Mm-hmm. That's his mom. But everything else about him, the how he walks, yeah, how he weird. stands, is like spot on. Super weird. I've got the nose and the chin of the sperm donor, and then the face and everything else of the egg donor. Except the hair. The hair comes from the sperm donor side. Well, it, it used to be really funny because I can remember... Um, we took, we, we had to go to JCPenney's, and uh, you were only like maybe two or three years old. Oh, and this baby. And this lady came up, you were helping a shop, you were holding things. And this lady came up, and she was like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She looks nothing like you. She looks just like her dad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, weird, huh? Super weird. <laughs> I never said who I was, and, and that could. happened all the time. And um, I remember your grandma set up a photo shoot. Um, for you, of course, you know, your uncle took you 
and I was laughing because when we came, when you guys came back to the house, because he brought you back, he didn't drop you off with your grandma, and he brought you back, and I, I asked, well, how did the photo shoot go? And he was like, really good. He goes, but the guy wanted us to be in a catalog. And I said, what? And I said, he goes, yeah. He said the photographer actually wanted to hire you and your uncle to be in a catalog and the uh, my husband said no I'm not interested and he says well what can't you just use her and the guy says no I, I want to use both of you because you look so much alike because they could have used you in a lot of photos <laughs> apparently apparently how the story goes but they wanted to you guys to model because you I mean you looked exactly like him there was no grandma was just telling me about the photo shoot that I did as a kid and how her and dad were so mad at me because I was just throwing a fit the entire time you did you would yeah I remember that <laughs> I, I, no I was <laughs> I was at work I didn't go but yeah I remember hearing about that you yeah. just throwing the fit the entire you just where you weren't having it that day well I mean maybe you shouldn't have put me in a teddy bear outfit when I don't even like teddy bears I don't know. I don't even know what my problem was, to be honest. <laughs> well, you were too. You were little. <laughs> I, was I mean, a baby. there's just no. My grandma, she was like, they wanted to do more pictures of you, but you wouldn't allow it, so they only got the one. And I'm like, oh, here I am, proud of the one, and grandma's mad because there was only one. <laughs> I'm like, look, I was in a bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that you actually had an opportunity to do, when you were little, you actually did have the opportunity to do modeling and stuff. But yeah, I'll never forget that, him coming home with you and and him going, yeah, they wanted us to model in a JCPenney's catalog. And and he goes, and I says, well, both of you were just her. And he goes, well, both of us. And he goes, I told him it was fine, you know, if she did it, but I I wasn't interested. And they wouldn't take both of us. And he goes, it kind of pissed me off. (laughs) And... uh, I just thought that was really funny, though. That... <laughs> no, you can't have me, but you can have her. But yeah, I Thanks, mean, no, Dad. we used to take you everywhere with us. We'd put you in the back of the Jeep and, and, and shop, go shopping and stuff. But I, I can't tell you how many times, um, especially women, would walk up and they'd be like, she's so, go- she's gorgeous, she's so pretty, but she looks nothing like you. You're like, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, I know, weird, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. Like, I, you know, what do you say? Yeah, like, what do you... What do you want me to say now? It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> you did. You looked a lot like your uncle when you were a baby, so. Yeah, well, I, I posted. Well, you still do, I should say, but. It's true. It's weird. We do look a lot alike still. Yeah. But uh, we, I posted a picture on my Instagram of all three of us, like, when I was super young. And someone commented, and they're like, they've had you since you were a kid? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why Why is that so hard to believe? Like, I've been saying that for how long? I'm like, here's a picture. Here's proof. Hello? What the hell? What well, kind of comment is that? Well, I can remember <laughs> having, let's see, it was you, it was um, Jeffrey, and it was Matt. <sighs> and um, I, I thought that was funny, too. Cause we, we all look I, alike. Because you guys all look alike. And I'd take you all to the store, and I'd get the same thing. They look nothing like you. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, your kids are really cute, but they look nothing like you. And I'm always thinking, well, does that mean I'm not cute? Or are you just, like, what are you? <laughs> like, like, what are you saying like, to me? Like, what are you saying so to rude. me? Like, this is, this I'm is a, cute. This is a weird conversation, but thanks. <laughs> like, I just don't, like, it's weird. Like, Jeffrey and I look really similar. And then you have Ashley. Completely, like, doesn't look like any of us. I think she does. I didn't think she did when she was little. But I think as she's gotten older, I can see, I can see more of a resemblance. I mean, Google Photos did say, like, is this you? I'm like, no, that's my sister. Right. Because <laughs> there's photo recognition in Google Photos. And they're like, oh, is this this person? No, that's me. And that's my sister. Well, Jeffrey looks like a combination between your uncle and what would have been one of his dad's brothers. Um, one of his dad's brothers had a lot of features that are very similar to your uncle. But he does. Jeffrey looks like a combination of what would be two of his uncles, is who he really reminds me of. We make clones, not people. I don't like it. Except for Matt and Dad. That's hilarious. Yeah. They're super weird. Well, and I saw that right out of the gate. Yeah. Especially, like, how we walked. Because they were walk. I remember Matthew was only probably, like, 
six or seven and I can remember them we were out at my mom and dad's place and they were both walking down the driveway and I'm just standing there watching them walk and I'm like like, they look identical what the how they even walk (laughs) and how they're 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 it's just it's everything about them it was just like even my mom was like they walk exactly alike I'm like I know it's kind of weird it's super weird it is that's kind of funny I know and then then you have my other cousin who doesn't look like dad at all she does she does but it's just it's features there's she's got it's it's the nose and the chin she's She's you know, got a, she's got a few features, but that's it. We've got to stop procreating with people who can not make us clone. Well, and she looks more like her mom, um, but she does have some of his features. But she also did get, like, some of his. She did get some of his mannerisms. She did get some of his intelligence because she's high IQ too. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. And you know, you're right. You guys make clones it's super weird we're like star wars we could start our own clone art pretty much i think that's what dad's goal is to be honest a clone army yeah i don't know i think he thinks about it sometimes because i mentioned it the other like day unleashing he's like, it yeah like unleashing it on yes. the world like, like here you go have he's fun the emperor he would like he would relish that part yeah we can make our own star wars movie and it would be better than the sequels because <laughs> those were trash <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track. Yeah. I don't know which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. And obviously yeah. they weren't that good to me or else I would have remembered them. That reverts back to the chemo brain. You don't remember what you've seen. I don't know. <laughs> a whole year and a half I or a year that I don't remember. Like, I wish I could have that just so I could rewatch Harry Potter for the first time. Be like, what? This is amazing. I can't tell you how many movies he's, like, put on, and he's like, do you remember this? And I'm like, no, I don't remember. I I sometimes, like, remember bits and pieces, but on some of them, and some of them I don't remember at all. He's like, well, you said you liked it, and I'm like, okay, but I don't remember it. <laughs> You're like, I don't like it now. I, I, don't rem- <laughs> I don't remember it. Like, I just flat out don't remember stuff. <sighs> uh, did we unleash enough, or do we need to unleash more? It's up to you. I don't know. Hopefully that all recorded, because that would suck if it didn't.